Good morning. It's a great day to be part of the Faith Church family. I mean, hopefully, I, I think I feel like that all the time, and hopefully you feel like that all the time. But today in particular is a great day to be part of the Faith Church family. Today in particular is just a fun, exciting, celebratory day in the life of our church family. I mean, it's hard to compete with Christmas. It's hard to compete with celebrating the resurrection at Easter time. Those are awesome days in the life of our church family. Um, but as Pastor Matt already reminded you, today we are gathering together this morning to celebrate and point each other to Jesus, as we always do here in the, in the worship center. Uh, but then we are inviting you all to head over to Dallas City Park for a, a yummy lunch together. And then talk about celebration, um, several people proclaiming faith in Jesus via baptism in the creek, and we'll get to celebrate those together. Yeah, we can celebrate that. Because it's a great day. That's why it's a great day to be part of our church family. And, and because the gospel is the spectacular news that God rescues sinners like you and I through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And, and when we go to celebrate baptisms, we're, we're, we're seeing the gospel good news visualized, acted out, portrayed for us as people are dunked in the water, identifying with Christ, dying to self, identifying themselves with the death of Christ, only to be raised up out of the water, identifying ourselves with new life that is had only in Jesus Christ. And so it's a good day to be part of the Faith Church family, isn't it? We want to celebrate that together. And so, uh, speaking of, of, of a great day to be part of a church family, speaking of being part of a church family, I want you to ponder this a little bit with me, and perhaps I want you to ponder this with me in a new way that you maybe haven't quite done before. What role does, does faith church have in your life? What, what is the significance of being part of a church family in your life. Now, I mean, look around. I, 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 at minimum, Faith Church plays a role in that you're here. And that you're here once in a while, or perhaps you're here more than once in a while. But if you haven't ever really thought about this, I want you to think about it some more today. What is the role of the local church, of our local church in this case, in your life? What does God have for you through your participation, engagement in, connection to, relationships within the body of Christ, this gathering of believers, this group of believers here in Dallas, Oregon. Uh, myself and other leaders around here, we find ourselves in frequent conversations. There's lots of circumstances where we interact with people in our church family or in our community um, where because of different reasons or factors, we frequently find ourselves in conversations where my heart's desire is to raise the bar of, what, of how we view the significance of the local church in our life. Because as free American citizens who are Oregonians to the root and are independent and can do it ourselves and get out of my face and give me my space... Anybody relate to any of that? It's the way of our selfish, sinful nature as well. And so if some of that is our human tendency, if some of that is our default, then there's frequently conversations I find myself in, and, and other leaders do, where we want to raise the bar for you 
of what is the significance, what is the role of the church family in your life? How might God want to work in and through you by your connection to, commitment to, engagement to, being part of a church family? Uh, these conversations come up for all kinds of reasons. Uh, these come, these, and these come up frequently. These conversations come up when uh, church, people are switching churches. Uh, not always a bad thing, but when churches are switched too frequently or too casually, or uh, there are, by the way, there are many good, awesome, Bible-teaching, Jesus-exalting churches in our, church, in our community. And I'm friends with most of their pastors. And we're not interested in people switching churches on a whim. And we don't, we're not the only church that loves Jesus. And we don't need everybody, and nor are the others. What we want is we want people of God where God puts them. We want you connected to the church family where God calls you. Anyway, these, these conversations come up for lots of reasons. Uh, changing churches. Uh, treating the multiple churches in town like a buffet will bring these conversations up. If it's a little of this over here, and it's a little of that over here, and it's I send my kids here, but I like this preacher, and I like that music, these conversations about the significance of the role of the local church will come up. Um, when things are uncomfortable and they cause us to change, when, when, um, when there's multiple churches involved, when, when, when there's one church involved in your, in your rhythms, but, but is it? Does that church, does the church family know you? Does the, do you know the church family? So again, what role does being part of a church family play in your life? Um, I want us to wrestle with it a little bit. How important is it for you, your commitment to engagement in, participation in, being part of a local church? What is... What does a commitment look like? What is, what is God asking of us? What, what is, what do, how can we assist each other? How does God want to be a blessing to you as, that, uh, as we consider this significance of, of church in our lives? How does God want to be at work in you? Well, this is the topic this morning, and the reason I'm asking all these questions to get you thinking is because I think you'll see this morning that we're suggesting that the local church commitment, that local church participation is a hallway where the Holy Spirit is active. We're in a series of messages this summer. Uh, it is mostly our practice around here to grab the Bible, turn to a book of the Bible, and Sunday after Sunday teach passage by passage through the scriptures. But we're doing it a little different this summer. Uh, for 10 weeks this summer, there's two more left after this, this morning, we are asking God to show us um, what are some of these hallways, what are some of these places and spiritual disciplines and practices that I can include in my life that put me in a place to be increasingly filled by God's Spirit so that I can be transformed by Him and learn to live for Him in my spheres of influence. And so, uh, grab your Bible if it's not already out, and turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Love you to bring your Bibles, love you to open it up, love you to keep your finger in the text of God's Word, because that is who we hear from, that is who we want to learn from, uh, that is who we want to change our life through His Word. So open your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 10, and we'll jump in there in just a minute. And if you don't know me, my name is Derek. 
and I'm uh, one of the pastors here at Faith Church, and uh, um, we are glad that you're with us this morning. It is a great day to uh, be part of Faith Church family, and we hope you'll join us for lunch and for baptisms over at City Park, too. So as you get to Hebrews chapter 10, I'm going to start at verse 19 in a moment. Uh, Here's another question for us to ponder as we go to the scriptures. Is church participation then, you know, we've asked about what's the significance of the role of the church in your life. Is church participation, is church commitment optional or critical? Let's ask God to show us this morning in lots of ways. Is church participation a hallway where the Holy Spirit is active? That as I give myself to commitment to and engagement and participation in a local church family, is that a place where God will be at work in my life? Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 19. Therefore, brothers... Since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. There's several verses there that we're not going to go into in depth, but they are proclaiming the gospel good news that God doesn't leave us stuck in our sin, but that he made a way for us to be with him, that he came to us in the person of Christ, that he sent his son to rescue us, to to bring us into the presence of God, to give us access to God is only found through putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And so verse 23 says, let us hold fast to that confession of our hope. Who is Jesus? Let us hold fast to that confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And then we read two more verses for this morning. And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. I wanted to read that, that passage and those first couple of verses in particular there to, to help us jump into the significance of the commitment to a church family, to not neglect uh, meeting together, to not neglect the significance of, of commitment and participation in a church family. But I want you to notice on, in those couple of verses, do you see there's a couple of one another's in there? Stir up one another. Stir one another toward love and good deeds. And then there's another one another. But encourage one another. And the reason I mention the one another's is because we're going to come back to that in a few minutes and look and, and consider um, the many, many times in scriptures that we are urged, encouraged to consider how it is we interact with one another. And that's, and that's a key part of a passage that talks about our commitment to one another and gathering together. So this morning, um, I'm, I'm urging you to consider that, that commitment to a local church is a hallway where the spirit is active. That we, we have an opportunity, not a, we're not, um, it's not a guilt 
guilting, it's not a by force, it's an opportunity we have to attend, to participate, to engage in, to interact with those around us, to receive the blessings that God has for us via a church family, to give and serve and be part of the church family, and, and to share with one another all that God has. And so um, as we talk about this for a few more minutes, it definitely applies just kind of big picture in a general sense to being part of a church family, to having a local church that you're connected to. But I'm gonna also encourage you, another lens you could listen to this next few minutes with is it also applies to when we consider what is formal membership. Why, why do churches have people that just that come and are welcome and everyone is welcome here to be here anytime? And then why do churches have, like we do have a, an official membership, a process that you go through and you become an official member to be, to engage in this two-way commitment, you to the church and the church family to you. So as we go through some of these this morning, you'll see that they apply big picture, informally, to, to being part of a church family, but you could also apply them to uh, formal membership. So the first one, uh, first, I'm going to go over, I think it's four, yeah, four uh, areas, actually five, but the f- fifth one is the fun one. <laughs> We're going to go over five areas that just make me see from scriptures uh, ways that we should consider the importance of being connected to a local church. The first one is that when we read our Bibles, the letters that make up the books of the Bible are written to churches. Look on the screen with me. There's some examples. To the church of God that is in Corinth. The letters first and, we call First and Second Corinthians. The letter we call Galatians starts with these words, to the churches of Galatia, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, that's the book of Philippians, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, that's the book of Romans. So uh, as I read an article, as I studied this week, an article said this, it's clear that when the Holy Spirit of God wanted to address believers in Jesus, he knew they would be found in a church. The scriptures are a collection of letters written by God as, as, and, and carried God by his spirit, carrying along the human authors who put pen to paper. The Bible is a collection of letters from God to believers in Jesus, and when the Holy Spirit wants to address believers in Jesus, he knows they'll be found in churches, in, in gatherings, in, in assemblies, of of fellow Christians being together and worshiping together and caring for one another. And so that's just a simple example from our Bibles of the significance of being gathered together. Uh, So church family, be part of the body. I, I just encourage you to consider how, what's the role of the church family in your life and are you all in? There's no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. There's no such thing as a follower of Jesus who just who can manage it all on his own and apart from all of, all of the other believers. The second thing I want to point out this morning, we'll put on the screen, is a, a passage from 1 Corinthians. Here we go. Uh, this is a very short part of what may be familiar to some of you where the Bible uses the metaphor of the body, the, the human body, to be a metaphor for the church. So here's just a short portion. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. God put you in a church family just as he chose. The way you are, the spiritual gifts you have, 
all that you bring to a church family, all that you need from a church family, he, he brought you together as he chose. And then I love this picture, right? If we think about every part of the body, individual parts of the body, fingers, toes, legs, knees, etc., and then we think about that together they are the, the body or the, the family of God, Look at this second part up here. If all were a single member, if all of us were just a big giant ear, it's a silly picture, but, but this is what the author's doing here intentionally, right? Is if it were just a single part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts. Each is important. Each part is critical. And so church family, for, for this reason, the New Testament teaches the body metaphor you are a critical, important piece of the body, and you need the other parts of the body. The whole body, the church family, benefits from you being part, and you benefit from the body. Both are needed. The commitment to one another, to give and receive. Believe, being part of, of a gathering, of a fellowship of other Jesus followers is a hallway where the Holy Spirit is active because as God works through me by his spirit, I can hopefully be a part of encouraging you. As God works by his Holy Spirit in you, you are a part of being an encouragement to me, a challenge to me, a, a reminder to me, and God uses us each to the benefit of others. The body needs you and you need the body. The third area, the third example from Scripture that gives us some insight into the significance of being part of a local church family is this next passage on the screen from Hebrews 13. Excuse me. Here's another passage in Hebrews. Obey your leaders and submit to them For they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account to God. So let these leaders do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. As you look at that scripture on the screen, and we're asking God this morning to help us consider, is local church commitment a hallway where the Spirit is active? What does God have for me as I'm committed to a local church? And and even if our question is, Am I supposed to be committed to a local church? Does the Bible teach that that I need to be committed, engaged, and a member of a local church? Yeah, well, here's an example on the screen. Obey your leaders and submit to them. Church family, how do you know who your leaders are, and how do you live out this scripture if you're not part of a church family? And I can flip it the other way. We can keep going. For your leaders, their role is to keep watch over your souls. Is that a good thing for you? Does God intend that for your good? Yeah. And then we can flip it around here too, though. And and they will have to give an account to God. So how do the leaders, how can I as a leader, how can some of the other leaders in our church family give an account to God for how we care for you if we don't know who you are? Are we accountable before God for your spiritual care and nurture if we're not even sure what church you attend, if we're not sure we know who you are, or if you're in, or if you believe in what God is doing here, it's, you can you see the difficulty? The Holy Spirit is at work 
in our lives, one of the ways that the Spirit of God works in us and, and, and can and bring things to our attention is through leaders that God puts in our lives and calls us to learn from and be cared for by and submit to. And so the Holy Spirit is working through God-appointed leaders, and it's to your benefit. It is. It's to your advantage. It's so that, you're, so that you'll have people watching over the care of your souls. And this beneficial relationship between leaders in a church family and the church family, this relationship doesn't exist if there's not some sort of commitment to and participation and engagement in and, and relationship with a local church family. Do we see that? So be all in. Know and be, sometimes I use the phrase know and be known. Know other people in a church family and be known by others in the church family. Be all in. Find a church family, whether it's ours or not, to, to, to engage in, to be part of, to be committed to. Um, and these are the, some of the reasons why we're seeing from Scripture. Here's another one. For, this is a, another passage in Hebrews. For the Lord dis, uh, disciplines the one he loves. He disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. I, some of you may have heard this from me before, but when we first hear the word discipline, is it like a real positive feeling? Sometimes we don't get an initial positive feeling to the word discipline, and here's why, I think. I think because too many of us associate with the word discipline the idea of consequences, punishment. Is that your association with the word discipline? I understand why, but let me offer a slight a correction here. It, it, discipline isn't actually primarily about consequences or getting in trouble or being punished. What is the heart of a parent in discipline? Training, Training teaching, bringing about good things from the children, right? So as you hopefully would lovingly discipline to train and nurture and care for your child if you have kids, similarly, of course, and even better and even more perfectly, our Heavenly Father disciplines those He loves. And is He out to get us? Is He a cosmic killjoy? Is He trying to be mean and just give you consequences for no reason? No, He disciplines us for our good so that we may share in his holiness. We are disciplined as part of him transforming us from the inside out, making us new, giving us a new heart and new mind and new desires to be increasingly like Jesus so that we can be new people from the inside out and so that we can be transformed and so that we can live for Jesus in the world that needs him. So discipline is, is not a thing to be uh, shied away from. Discipline is, is, the pro is part of the process of a loving God shaping us and correcting us. And so the reason I bring up this verse is that when the Bible talks about, when the Bible deals with such topics as conflict, um, uh, people straying away from Jesus, people disobeying and people stuck in sin. When the Bible deals with topics like this where followers of Jesus need correction, we need rebuke, we need to be brought away from, from sinning and into obedience to Jesus. When, when the Bible deals with these kinds of topics, it's, it's in relationship or it's in the context of a church family. When we have, when we have biblical texts that talk about 
our need for correction, our need for discipline, and how that happens, and who tells us about that, or who works us through that process, those passages are often assuming connection to a church family. Does that make sense? How are you corrected by the Lord through other believers if we're not engaged, committed to, participating in a church family? And so um, this is a hallway where the Spirit is active because uh, the Holy Spirit guides correction, uh, causing us to be more like Jesus, and he brings that about through our connection with the family of God. And so being part of a church is, is a necessary part to receive that benefit. We wouldn't always think of it as a benefit, to be disciplined, to be corrected, but we, we can. All right, and then the last area from Scripture that we'll talk about before we wrap up is back to this idea of the one another's. How many, have, you, have some of you heard of, of the biblical one another's? Some, some would say there's 50 plus. It kind of depends on how you count these in the New Testament part of your Bible. Uh, at least 50 times where we see the phrase one another. And, it's, and, and generally, it's instructions of how believers in Jesus ought to interact with and treat fellow believers in Jesus. But of course, it's also true more broadly as God is transforming us to be more like Jesus. How will our interactions look with with the world around us, with believers and non-believers? What kind of behaviors, what kind of uh, things and interactions should we treat one another with? So, um, so we're going to study all 50 in detail. No, we're not. Everybody got nervous there for a second, but I'm interested in the lunch and the baptisms too. So it's not just you that wants to get, on to, get out to taste the chicken that we already smell. Let's take, I do want to, I'm going to try to briefly run through some of the one another's though. And, and I'm going to suggest the reason I'm bringing us to the one another's is because I want us to, to be, to, as we hear these one another's, I want you to reflect on them. I think it's an opportunity to submit ourselves to God and, and self-examine ourselves for do these one another's uh, represent the way I interact with people? Do I hear these, that I'm about to put on the screen, do I hear these callings from Scripture for one another's? Am I obedient to and submitting myself to that kind of, of relational interaction with people? I think we ought to let ourselves be uh, confronted by these and examined by these a little bit. But I'm bringing us to the one another's because I suggest that the church family is the place where the one another's are put in action. Where, where do we treat one another these ways, and where do we receive care from, from others in these ways? It's in the context of being committed to having a church family. So let's, let's think about that as we go. So here's the first few. The first few I, I included actually are, are negative, are do not do these to one another. But then the next few slides are going to be positives. So here's a few of one another's that we are to not, not do. Do not speak evil against one another. Do not grumble against one another. Do not lie to one another. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another 
and to everyone. There's where I think that we, while these often apply to our behaviors with fellow Christians, how we care for one another, the way that verse ends also gives me the idea that many of these, of course, also apply to the way that we treat other humans in our lives, believers or non-believers. So let's go to the next slide. Be at peace with one another. Outdo one another. At first, that sounds kind of like, you know what, braggadocious or like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the best. But look at what it is. Outdo one another at what? At showing honor to others, not to self. Live in harmony with one another. Therefore, welcome one another. So just, just be welcoming. Uh, I think I may be... T- I'm for, oh, it is on here. It is on here. We're still coming to it. Uh, serve one another. Galatians 5.13. Let's keep going. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. That could be an entire sermon, right? Extending forgiveness to one another. As, because... God in Christ forgave you. Look at this opportunity to be a hallway of the Holy Spirit here, teaching and admonishing one another. Again, we might not think of admonishing one another in a positive sense, but God, the loving Father, who wants to correct and and transform and bring you to be more like Jesus, one of the ways that God will work in your life, one of the ways that the local church family will be a hallway where the Holy Spirit is active, is as you spur one another along to love and good deeds as you point one another to Jesus, as you admonish and correct one another when you see something amiss. And the last one on the screen there is, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. And then the next slide. Confess your sins to one another. Again, where do these things take place if we are not engaged with a church family? Where do these one another's get lived out if not for in the family of God? And, and not just, just broadly out there because you're a Christian, but because you are regularly in contact with and your life overlaps with other believers that you can engage in the one another's and be cared for by the one another's. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another and show hospitality to one another. And before we get to the next one, you may have, you may have already thought of it, The next one is easily the most common, easily the most repeated. I don't know how many times, at least 17 times this phrase comes in some fashion in the New Testament. What is it? What have you not heard? Love one another. Here's one. Let us love one another. Repeated 17 times. I wonder why it's repeated so many times. And then speaking of ones that are frequently repeated that we ought to live out is this one. Greet one another with a holy kiss. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to assume there's some cultural context there that's a little different than the way that we interact with each other, so I'm not necessarily going to urge you to go live that one out immediately unless you have permission, okay? But the one another's are lived out in relationship to other believers. The one another's are lived out as God transforms me and makes me into a new person. And as God helps me by his spirit living within me to live for him in my spheres of influence, then this is what life will look like. The the, the one another's are a hallway where the spirit is active. And uh, being engaged and committed to a local church family creates a place for us to give and receive and engage in the one another's.
Um, a couple of very practical things before I close. One is that this book um, I found quite helpful. I read this book. It came out um, very soon after, the, about a year after the pandemic had started. And so this book was very timely in that sense because you see it's called Rediscover Church and the subtitle there is Why the Body of Christ, Why the Church Family is Essential. Because I didn't mention this earlier, but I probably should have, that when we're talking about the significance of engagement and participation and being part of a church family, I probably honestly should add in, in person. Now, do we have a live stream that goes out online? Yes, we do. Is it very practical and helpful for many good reasons? Yes, there are many who are not able to be with us, and I'm thankful they can be part. When you're ill, don't come and spread your germs here. Watch online. When you're out of town for a couple Sundays on vacation, but you want to be part of the series and not miss, catch up on our website. There's some good reasons why we have a live stream and why our services are online. But when we think of the importance of what, how God might want to work in our lives through connection to a church family, I, I, I'm going to add in in person. So here's a book that I found helpful, Rediscover Church, Why the Body of Christ is Essential. If you're interested in the topic, if you would read it, there are several copies on the back table and you're welcome to have one. You're welcome to take it home, keep it, read it, mark it up, whatever you want to do with it, or you're welcome to read it, bring it back, put it back on the table again if, if you want to pass it along to the next person. But there's at least six, seven copies back there in the back of the room. If, if this is something of interest to you, I think it's a really helpful book on why do we gather? What's the significance of being part of a church family? How does God want to work in and through that? So check that out if you want. And then the other thing I'll just mention on a practical level, of course, is that we do have official membership here at Faith Church. All are welcome on our Sunday gatherings. We love every person that God brings through our door, and we hope that God ministers to you and that you enjoy relationships with other people in our church family, whether you are an official member or not. We are glad that you're with us, um, but we do, uh, two or three times a year, um, highlight for you the fact that we have an official membership process. And we, we have a lunch, and we talk about what membership is. We talk about the significance of this two-way commitment, your commitment to a church family and the church family's commitment to you. It's not just something we want from you. It's, a, we believe, a God-blessed process of being committed to one another, of being uh, engaged and participating together for, for mutual benefit so that the church can love and serve and care for you and so that you can be part of what God is doing for the rest of the church as well. And so we do have an official membership process about two or three times a year. Listen for um, us announcing it or reading in the, in the handouts or in the emails you get. Uh, look for information about our membership lunch. Probably the next one will be October or November. And uh, that's a good starting point, is just to learn a little bit about official membership and that two-way commitment. And then we explain um, where the process goes from there and what the importance of that is in our church family. So, what role does being part of a church family have in your life? What might God's what might God have to say to you? Where might God be encouraging you about how commitment to a church family can be a hallway where his spirit is active?
Father in heaven, thank you for your love for us, and thank you for an opportunity to be together as a church family and to learn from your word. Uh, God, I pray that this would be a topic that you would help us with, because we tend to do our own thing. We tend to put in our schedule what is uh, helpful for us or what is convenient or what works out. But Lord, as we do desire to grow in Jesus, as we desire you to transform us and give us life now and life forever, God, we want to live for you. We want to live in obedience to you. Teach us to walk by your spirit. And as we've talked about today, Lord, uh, show us what you have for us in regards to this hallway of the Holy Spirit that is uh, commitment to a church family. Uh, God, would you help us to consider what role do you play in our lives? What role does the local church play in our lives? How seriously do we take it? How, how committed are we? How much do we listen for your work in our lives through our church family? God, we thank you for your love for us through Christ, that you have sent Jesus to live and die and be raised again, that we might have new life and uh, as we go here in a few moments to the park to share in food together and to witness baptisms, uh, God, just prepare us even now for celebrating your work in these many lives as, as, as several people this afternoon proclaim their faith in Jesus by submitting uh, to baptism. Lord, we celebrate with them. We pray that you would just uh, really encourage them and strengthen them today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.